0: The OWLcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis.
1: Welcome to another episode of the OWLcast. As we go deeper into the second season of our podcast, we realize that this academic year is shaping up to be much closer to normalcy than in the past three years. The idea of personal and collective wellness through the triad mind-body-soul is very prominent, more so through the physical education department. We have with us today Effie Karatopouzi who began working at ACS Athens in 2016 as a physical education teacher in the elementary school and has undertaken different posts in the athletic department in all three schools and in the ACS Athens summer camp. In 2017, she piloted a mindfulness program called Mind, Body, Soul, MBS for students in junior kindergarten classes, which will continue this year. The MBS program is also continuing in a very positive way in all classes in elementary school. She presented her research findings about this pilot program at the International Mindfulness Convention held in Slovenia. She has also offered her services voluntarily to the Youth to Youth program at ACS Athens and has presented a workshop on mindfulness strategies to use in the physical education classroom at the ECIS Physical Education Conference in Barcelona. With Efi Kratopuzi today, we discuss Spreading the seeds of wellness in the children Physical education as a unifying force among international students Approaching students in the spectrum through physical education Controlling emotions as a goal of cognitive therapy based on mindfulness Physical education during the COVID years Using wellness keys to unlock a better life the creativity needed to do meaningful PE online, and playing the search-and-rescue game as a way to increase involvement in the school's vision. This episode is all about wellness. We hear about wellness a lot lately, but since a little before the COVID years, but still going strong, There's a lot of buzz around this world. Other than your capacity as a physical educational professional and teacher, you're also very much into the personal development and wellness. How about we try to define it?
2: Um, Wellness is not just the state of having a good body or going, run and do your bicycle. Wellness is about having a healthy brain, a healthy mind and healthy emotions, which means I can clarify when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling worried, when I'm, when I have bad feelings for someone or even for myself. So this is something that I'm into, and especially in school with the young children, because it's very important for the kids in order to, to work with their body, to understand how they feel and also realize what they're doing. I think that it's very important for all of us and especially for the little ones.
1: And they're going to carry it in their adult life.
2: Exactly. Usually I say we can spread the seeds and it's about how much water, which means how much information they will get until they grow up.
1: Well, your studies specialized in physical education with a BA in track and field at the School of Physical Education and Sports Science at the National and Kapodistrian University of Athens. However, you felt the need to pursue a psychology degree at the University of the Aegean. What was the thinking behind pursuing this quite different degree, or are they so different?
2: Um, They are different. One has to do, actually, as we said, sports and science, which sports has science into it, a lot of anatomy and health. And um, psychology is the other part, which we just said, it's the wellness part, which I was actually um, more into how we feel when we are stressed, how we feel and how we can change that during exercise.
1: Well, how important is for the wellness of the individual to be physically active? I feel that we are trying to complete the other kind of triangle, mind, body, and soul. How do you see it?
2: This is only how it can work. If if we want to be balanced as people in general, we need to have these three elements balanced. So in it, it takes quite a lot of time in the beginning, but when you get to it, it comes easily to think, am I ready today to go and do my workout? How do I feel? If I don't feel very well or very tight, I'm not going to do it. But if I go into a stage that I'm in between, I will go for it because that will make me feel better.
1: You're an educator in an international school with over 65 nationalities this year. We have students from all over the world, most of them active in some sport, but this comes after they go through the introduction to athletics in the elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, what is that makes physical activity and sports in general a unifier between people of so diverse backgrounds? Do you see this in your classes with the young ones? How, was, how has your international background helped you being effective in your role?
2: It's the best way to communicate and collaborate with all nationalities. You don't even have to talk. You just show them with your body the games. You start with games, especially with the young ones, even with the older people. I mean, in our age, you go somewhere, somewhere else in the world and they give you a game to play and yet you get connected. Mm -hmm. So this is the best way to communicate with and different nationalities. And
1: it plays a role in their further development, not just uh, the academics, of yes. course. Yes. Well, um, reading your bio on our website, I saw that you have had training in teaching physical education to kids with autism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we could have a really long conversation about this topic as it embraces so many aspects of children's development, especially those in the spectrum. What made the strongest impression on you as you went through this training? What surprised you?
2: that these children are not different than us. They just have some different ways of thinking. And if you can open your mind to see how they think, then it's easy to teach them.
1: The challenge of communicating on a social level, thats that evident when you are in a yes. uh, physical activity? Yes. And how do you go about addressing this?
2: You just take some time to see how they think and how they move and react with the other kids in class. And then the most the most important thing is to have the ability to see that child because they don't come with a label and sometimes you're not informed. So you have to have that ability and awareness of this child's needs. It's just a need. It's just like you see someone that has a broken leg or a hand. You don't do the same exercises. You just define in these two weeks what they can do and what they cannot do. But this is much more easier for kids with autism. You find the way with a social emotional learning to have them in with all the other kids in class. And
1: how did that benefit you as you tried to do differentiation in a regular class?
2: It helped me as a teacher to see the improvement in all kids' emotional learning.
1: So going back to mindfulness, um, you have recently earned a certificate in uh, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy Mm -hmm. from the University of Michigan. I think there's a lot to unpack, and I'm sure your experience through the coursework left you with a useful toolbox regarding your role as an educator. Can you give us the main takeaways from this? How can this certificate make you a better teacher?
2: It made me a better person. It made me rebuild all my thinking and not just the base, but sculpturing all my feelings and all my emotions and all who I am in order for me to give that to the children or to adults. So it's a big tool for me. And now I know how to use it for other people. Not now. I mean, this is like a certificate saying that now you can use it for other people too.
1: So you know how to use what? I mean, we're talking about cognitive therapy. What does that mean?
2: The key is to unlock people's powers, give them the, I would use the word equipment as I'm a PE teacher, in every difficult situation you have in the lesson, mm-hmm. but which this carries on in your life out. And I will give you an example, how you can control your fear, your... Actually, how can you control your emotions? Okay? So there was... I have many uh, examples. I will give you two, which one was in the COVID, which we had to teach from home, and the other one was real at home. The student is not in our school this year. That happened in third grade since I've been doing this in, from 2018. And... Um, We were talking about... So,
1: he was third grade in 2018. Yes. So, now he's a middle schooler, not in here. First year in middle school, yeah. Okay, all
2: right. So, (sighs) we were doing this uh, breathing in class and how we, uh, when we get angry, how to control this so we won't get in trouble. So, that boy usually got really furious if somebody got him angry, so he was ready to use his hands. And I would tell him, now, let's do this breathing and let's relax and all the things that we learn in class. And one day he came in and we were doing that in the beginning of the class and at the end of the class. And he said, Miss Sefi, can I tell you something? I said, yes, please. He said, you know, yesterday you saved me. I said, how? He said, I was at home and I had a really big fight with my brother. So I was ready to go out and have a little fight with him. But then I tried to think what you told us about breathing. So I stayed in my room. I did these three deep breaths. I thought about it a little bit and I came out and I didn't have that fight. He said, "I'm using it," and I was like, "Oh, that's that's amazing."
1: Life skills.
2: Yes, it is. It is. And the second one is a mother from our school, which they still are in our school. And the, her daughter now is in first year in middle school. During COVID, the mother and the dad, I think they had some problems with work. We had we had done the mindfulness in class, and we continue it during uh, virtual learning, and. The mom was on a breakdown and her daughter said to her, Don't do that, don't cry. I will help you out with me exercises that we do. So you can visualize now and you can feel much better. So she emailed me. I have the emails. And she emailed me and she said, Thank you so much. I never knew that my my daughter would help me out in this difficult situation with your learning outcomes of mindfulness
1: so knowledge was passed by from the kid to the parent
2: exactly but it was something like how you drink water every day you don't nobody has to tell you to drink water this is what i'm trying to do with kids use these keys unlock your own powers to try and control your life so it's about controlling and having a good healthy
0: life you are listening to the owlcast the official podcast of ACS Athens.
1: You know it's unavoidable that I need to address our response to the COVID Mm -hmm. pandemic. You mentioned before uh, some things. It was the first time that we and the rest of the world had to embrace the online teaching and learning model, the virtual school. I can see the online teaching of math and languages, uh, the teaching and learning of history and sciences. But I was very intrigued to see how the physical aspect of education, sports activities, etc., how would the children and our teachers adapt to the full online uh, school. I was amazed at the creativity, the entire PE staff and how they approached physical activity. I mean, it's one thing to have students run around the block or even on their balconies, but to be able to create activities on which they are evaluated, that took some serious creativity.
2: It did. It did. And in the beginning, it was difficult. But at the end, I think, personally, me, I enjoyed it because it made me think in another way. And it made me create more things for the children in order for them to be happy and be able to work out.
1: So what was the priority? I mean, can you give us an example of an activity that you said, well, I'm doing that at school. Let's see if I can do it a little bit different.
2: We did it totally different. I will tell you an example, fifth grade, we played baseball online. So I had to make them visualize that I'm throwing the ball. So I was a pitcher and they had to be the hitters and they were ready in the position of hitting the ball.
1: Without any ball.
2: Without any ball. And we did it. And it was so fun and it was so active, which was an amazing lesson. This is one example. I mean, I used to make videos being a clown for the little ones, for JK (laughs) Kindergarten, and I would dress up as as a clown at home. And I had to do like we were in a circus to balance, to throw balls and things like that for the children to get engaged in the lesson and it worked.
1: That's pretty amazing. Um, So, this is the first year without COVID measures Mm -hmm. in the classes or masks or any other restrictions. What is the reaction of the children coming to the PE class this year? Do you see a different psychology from maybe before the whole COVID ordeal?
2: No, I don't see a difference. They're the same. They're the same. They're very happy. They're very excited. No, I don't see a difference. Has anybody
1: come to you and say, we wish we were at home right now? No. Nobody.
2: No, no. But I think children... (laughs) forget easily. They do might have memories in their brain, but this is the safety part of the brain which keeps them safe and healthy children. They they don't recall back and that's why they're very healthy and smiling in class, very active.
1: They might not remember, but when they're a little bit older- They will. are gonna be looking back and they're gonna say, I remember I was doing something in front of a camera. Exactly. (laughs) Throwing an imaginary ball to someone. An imaginary ball, yes. So recently we saw photos of you being involved in something quite different than teaching. You were holding a jackhammer, trying to break a slab (laughs) of cement next to an ambulance in an orange overall. Are you changing careers? I mean, that's a pretty dramatic one.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. I was a volunteer always since I was a young little girl. My family was a volunteer members in communities. But since last year we were in on fire in where I live and my house was actually two meters away from the fire and I had to stay three days and put down the fire outside my house. I realized that being on your own, you can't do much. Even with people that are just in the neighborhood, you can't do much, people are scared. So I went to this rescue team I'm in a rescue team, and this year I got my, being a member, I got through the exams. It's a year course, uh, two times a week. Uh, we do all the um, the fire, earthquakes, floods, snow. We were, during the year of my learning, we went to the snow. It was in Natikyo Do. We went to Pedeli for the fire. Thank God we didn't have any other bad things, but we do a lot of volunteer work helping people that need taking food to them when difficult situations. It's something that um, I really like and enjoy. I think we should all be volunteers in something because it takes a lot of your time though, but you help people that need your help. I have my personal time. I'm okay with that. So I think it's very important to try and help as much as you can. You don't have to be every day somewhere, but we are needed as humans, not just me, we're needed.
1: So you mean to tell me that there is some need for fire and or rescue effort. Uh, You're getting notified by your team that you're needed there and you have to let everything out and just be there, I assume, right?
2: Our team gets notified, but the Greek- Civil protection. Yeah, from the civil protection. And we are one of the first ones that they call because we have all, we have three fire trucks We have ambulance, uh, we have all what is needed to go to wherever we need to go during the year.
1: So let's consider the new vision of the school that calls for individuals to become architects of their own learning, to thrive as conscious global citizens and improve life and living on the planet your involvement in training with uh, search and rescue teams and with all kinds of volunteer causes I mean, you've been involved with a Youth to Youth program Mm -hmm. and so many other projects around the school. How do you see yourself fitting within this new vision? How can young children be inspired by individuals with such a dedication to the improvement of life and living on the planet? Do you discuss with your children oh, yes. this kind of issues? I um, mean, how can do they understand what you're doing?
2: We discuss it through play again, which means um, last year, at the end of the year, I had my kids rescue. So the game was about being on an island, isolated on their own. There were four groups, and they were on their own. They had each other only, so they had to save each other by having a scooter, a mattress. And going to the other side. So the the whole theatrical thing was, how can I rescue myself without having adults around me? I'm responsible about me and my team, and I have to go to the other side, which was that in the gym. The kids got the information. They were laughing the whole time because they had to realize who would go first. How would they go to the other side where there was another person there and he wasn't so healthy? So the thing was going like this, having a mattress, which is our stretchers that we use. And the vehicle was a scooter. So we use the equipment that we use in PE. We have to pull, they have to push, they have to carry. And the thing is, I'm on my own. And you should have seen their faces when you are on your own. You're not at home, no parents, no adults, no me. It's just you. Because this is our responsibility. And this is caring for each other. So, kids need to have that in their mind. You never know what can happen from one minute to the other.
1: So, do you see them getting closer to be on a volunteer cause when they enter maybe their teen um, years or?
2: No. What, to be honest, what else no. is needed? What I see was the need of being self care, uh, thinking about the other person. But uh, truly, I don't know if that will help them being a volunteer. What helps them being a volunteer though, is when I have, I do games for my children and I need volunteers to be the taggers, let's say. Sometimes I have only four same children. So the I, the word I use is who wants to be the volunteer? Nobody raises their hands. So then I explain, we need to be a volunteer in our lives. We need to help others in order to achieve a goal. So here our goal is to play the game. So if I don't have volunteers, the game will be done. And then I, exp- I continue. This is for our life outdoors. If you don't pick up the dirty stuff on the street or your garbage, we don't have volunteers to do that. Then the whole earth is going to be all rubbish. Oh, all right, <laughs> I'm going to be a volunteer. So I'm trying to pass how to be a volunteer through the games, through PE through who is going to help out, who is going to be a volunteer to collect all the equipment. So this is how I use the, wo- the word volunteer.
1: Maybe the idea is for them to see what's the ultimate goal or what's the ultimate danger. And in your case, the danger was to for the game to be over. Exactly. Or exactly. for the whole earth to be full of trash.
2: Exactly. Right?
1: So maybe that is the answer. How do you... Uh, coax someone or how you inspire someone mm-hmm. help them see the big picture and how they fit
2: in that in, picture in that picture exactly
1: Ms. Efimia Garotopouzi thank you so much for being with us
2: <laughs> thank you for inviting me here it was a pleasure
0: you are listening to The Owlcast the official podcast of ACS Athens Make sure you subscribe to the Allcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio.